Ted and Gogo, the show that brings education to your ears and meta mastery to your assessments. Today's episode covers all you need to know about how you can tackle student testing during the COVID crisis without breaking into a fevered sweat. Pedagogo, brought to you by ExamSoft, the assessment software that keeps security and integrity in your exams while providing you actionable data for your outcomes. When creating the testing seems tough, ExamSoft gives you rainbows so you can pass your students with flying colors. Welcome, everybody, to this special mini-sode of Pedagogo. I'm your host, Allison Case, and today Mark Spitzer is back to talk to us about remote proctoring. If you're already using remote proctoring services, today Mark and I are going to discuss tips and best practices for seamless implementation. And if you're new to the proctoring scene, Mark and I today are just going to talk about the considerations you might want to be aware of, how to make a sound choice, the types of proctoring services that are available out there, and the pros and cons of each, and give you really just a lay of the land for proctoring. So welcome back, Mark. Thank you so much for coming back to Pedagogo. I'm sure our listeners are glad to have you back. Before we talk proctoring, what's the good word, my man? Um, I finished Tiger King, thank goodness, and now I'm on to Nailed It, uh, the competitive cooking show where everyone is just as terrible as cooking as I am. So it definitely makes me feel good about myself, which we could all use right at this point. (laughs) I love it. Well, Mark, I'm glad to hear you're healthy and safe and uh, have plenty of good TV to watch. So Mark, I've gotten a lot of questions about proctoring. There is really a lot of interest as schools plan and prepare for every contingency for fall. So I'm really hoping we can start with the basics. What are kind of the main considerations for listeners thinking about proctoring services for the first time? So there's a lot to consider when you're looking at remote proctoring solutions. And kind of like assessment, there's a spectrum when it comes to remote proctoring as well. On one end, you have live proctors where we would call it eyes on glass. You have somebody literally watching the student at all times throughout the assessment, and they're able to intervene then and there. On the other end, you typically have some type of AI component or uh, solely focused on AI. And so you have a review after the fact where a computer is going to go through and flag those behavioral anomalies. Mark, I understand there are also hybrid models that combine AI proctoring backed up by live proctors. Yeah, the student is recorded and the recording is then run through an artificial intelligence engine to flag any behavioral anomalies. A live proctor then reviews the AI flags in order to help narrow down those false positives or to provide greater context and insight in terms of the areas of true breaches of academic integrity. Well, and Mark, I would imagine this hybrid model plays a lot better with students knowing they aren't quote unquote being watched while they're testing. There's been a lot about proctoring in the news and about how students feel creeped out about a live proctor watching them throughout the entire assessment, having access to their computer and being able to see their entire room or environment. A combined proctoring model combines these valid objections. Students do not need to give up control of their system to a live person and exam takers are not watched in real time. Um, And so when you're making these decisions, you have to consider what's going to be most important to you. I think that with assessment and remote proctoring, no matter what, you're going to be uh, faced with a little bit of risk and it's about where you want to accept it and how much you're willing to accept. What about some of the issues associated with each of these methods of proctoring? So as an example with live proctoring, uh, you might run into the issue where you aren't able to schedule exams on your own time. You have to be dependent and reliant on a third-party organization to have the bandwidth and availability to do so. Um, Those solutions also require persistent internet connections. And so with students being home or streaming a lot or having their siblings or roommates or significant others um, in the home, it can sometimes make it difficult 
difficult to maintain a stable internet connection, and so that can create challenges. Uh, similarly, when you're relying on a fully AI uh, engine, then in those instances, you may find that you're having a lot of false positives and spending a lot of time reviewing a lot of videos unnecessarily. So as an example, I was working with a uh, institution that had been utilizing a fully AI reviewing process, um, and the student was testing in a hospital setting or a clinical setting, so there's an EKG in the background. So you can imagine how many hundreds, if not thousands, of flags were picked up within a couple of hours with the test. And so for that particular exam period, the faculty member felt that it was almost worthless to them, you know, to be candid because they had to spend so much time. So um, that's why you have to make a determination based off of cost, based off of um, the, the, the type of exam, um, and then where you want to introduce and accept risk. Mark, for listeners who give assessments with a proctoring service, talk to us about building blocks uh, to be on the path to doing so successfully. Uh, so one thing I can definitely identify is to give a mock exam. You want students to be prepared and understanding of the technology, and more than anything, you want to make sure that you are prepared and you've done your due diligence prior to that high-stake assessment. So you're going to want to consider the logistics of providing that mock exam, um, but you're going to want to do so strategically where you can help influence and inform not only the understanding of the application, but so that you can start set the precedence for things down the line. The last thing you want students worrying about at exam day is the technology. You want them focused on the content. Um, and so I think that in ensuring that you're providing a mock exam and that students are able to interface successfully with the technology can be really key to ensuring a successful experience by utilizing that mock exam concept. It's also important to provide the academic integrity or exam policies at the beginning of the exam. Uh, so that way students can understand the expectations from their perspective and even more importantly sometimes acknowledge that. So some services, including ExamSoft, have the ability to provide information to students before they actually enter into the high-stake uh, environment where they're able to read and acknowledge notifications. Uh, so something similar to saying that uh, by selecting next, you hereby acknowledge and agree to the exam integrity policies as set forth in your student hand, handbook. Those sort of mechanisms that can be utilized to ensure accountability can be really critical so students understand their expectations and so that you can hold them accountable to it later. I also think that it's really important to communicate a timeline and expectations to students. We're able to mitigate any of their concerns and that you set expectations with them ahead of time so you understand how long it's going to take to get some of those reports back from the proctoring organizations. So you can set the expectation of how long you're going to wait before you release results back to students. So this is going to help ensure that their anxiety isn't through the roof and that you're setting clear expectations and guidelines uh, internally. Uh, the next thing I would mention is that it's really important to understand the type of organization that you're partnering with. So understanding what the company offers, ensuring that you understand exactly how they prevent the student from cheating or mitigate concerns related to cheating, um, and what happens in the event that they're not able to uh, identify certain trends or they're not able to identify specific behavior. So it's about understanding the limitations of the system. It's about understanding what you can do to be proactive in communication, and it comes down to ensuring preparedness by delivering that mock exam. You're also going to want to ensure that students are able to confirm the minimum system requirements, including the webcam and the microphone. It's important to ensure that you have a plan in place prior to exam day on how you want to help ensure that any exam day challenges that arise are dealt with 
quickly and efficiently. So you're going to want to review the plan, make sure that you have input from appropriate stakeholders, reach out to the appropriate individuals at your vendor partner to ensure that you're all aligned on the strategies to ensure that exam day is as smooth as possible. And that really, again, goes back to finding the right tool and the right company to work with. Mark, let me jump in there. Help us by rattling off some of the questions we might ask ourselves and some of our vendor partners as we consider remote proctoring solutions. Do you need that live proctoring? Do you need something that's AI? Do you want the best of both worlds? And how quickly can they onboard you? How well can they support you? And you want to focus on finding a partner company that's going to help you grow and achieve your goals not only to overcome the immediate urgency of the current crisis related to COVID, but looking long-term to ensure that we're providing the best educational experience possible to students and faculty alike. Mark, for people who are listening and who are realizing they think they really do need this proctored solution, is it feasible to onboard proctoring solutions over the summer? So it depends, Allison. Uh, It it depends on the type of service you're going to be utilizing and the bandwidth uh, that those vendors might have. Um, So what I've heard through the grapevine is that there are certain live proctoring organizations that at the moment um, are struggling to keep up with demand, which is understandable, right? I mean, this is unprecedented time and we've seen a huge increase in volume. But for live proctoring specifically, you might find that it's a bit more challenging to onboard quickly because uh, you're going to have to partner with them in terms of determining schedule and availability of their team, uh, which may be a bit more limited uh, at the time at this time. Um, if it's something that's going to be less reliant on live proctors, and it's something where it can be a little bit more flexible um, in the in the technology, then you're going to find that it's going to be a much more seamless process for onboarding and that the bandwidth is going to be much more uh, attainable because of the way that the different technology uh, operates and the way that um, onboarding can be accomplished with those variances. This is really fantastic information, Mark, because it looks like proctoring services really are going to serve a critical function in fall, at least the way fall is shaping up right now. And it's important, I think, that listeners know their options. From eyes on glass to AI and everything in between, I think each type of service definitely has its advantages and disadvantages. And knowing those is so important. But then beyond the technology itself, right, considerations like how long is it going to take to get a proctoring report back from the proctoring service so I can release results to my anxious students who want to know how they did. That wouldn't have been on my radar before and the availability of the proctoring service to work on your timeline. Considerations like that, the kind of the intangibles that aren't immediately obvious to those of us who are new in the proctoring world are just so important. To wrap up today, Mark, will you recap the tips and building blocks for remote proctoring solutions you shared with us? We talked about several building blocks including considering logistics of providing a new mock exam where students have the opportunity to test out the technology firsthand. Establishing academic integrity and exam policies to help influence the direction of the assessment and to ensure that students are confronted with that information before they enter into the assessment itself. Having a plan, ensuring that you understand what you can do to help mitigate concerns on exam days and what resources you have available in the event that you do need to reach out for additional help. And lastly, uh, it's about finding the right tool and the right company to ensure that you are as successful as you can be come exam day. Thanks for that, Mark. Listeners, we really hope that by listening today, we've shared with you best practices that will lead you to success in administering your proctored assessments. 
or if you're in the market for a proctoring solution, really just a quick lay of the land to help you navigate the choice that's right for you and your program. Mark, thanks so much for joining me again today. I uh, can't wait to hear what you've tried to bake the next time we talk. Nailed it. <laughs> Pedagogo brought to you by ExamSoft, the assessment software that keeps security and integrity in your exams while providing you actionable data for your outcomes. When creating the testing seems tough, ExamSoft gives you rainbows so you can pass your students with flying colors. This podcast was produced by Allison Case, Mark Spitzer, and the ExamSoft team. Audio engineering and editing by Adam Karsten and the A2K Productions crew, including me, Keely Karsten. This podcast is intended as a public service for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not a legal interpretation nor a statement of ExamSoft policy, products, or services. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts or guests of this show are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of ExamSoft or any of its officials, nor does any appearance on this program imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Additionally, reference to any specific product, service, or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by ExamSoft. This podcast is the property of ExamSoft Worldwide, Inc. and is protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. No other use, including without limitation, reproduction, retransmission, or editing of this podcast may be made without the prior written permission of ExamSoft.